Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast is fueled by Cody Road. Recorded in the Wild Rose Casino and Hotel Studio. What's going on? It is the, uh, it's Monday the 24th. We didn't record on Sunday because Bloom was out endangering all of our football players. <laughs> terrified that these guys were going to an ACL. My God. Um, everything went well. We'll talk about that. We are going to hit, this is a strong football podcast. Pretty much all football teaser Wednesday's show will be basketball for Williams and Bloom here this week. Um, we are encouraging people to sign up for the Cyclone Fanatic YouTube page. And if you could, hey, hello, you can see us if you're doing that right now. This beautiful set that we have is pretty much exclusively from our friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart. I uh, went on there and had this just seamless online shopping experience with them. They've got everything from this table to these chairs to the awesome um, dartboard up there. And if you could see over here, the NBA Jam machine. Is it functional? Oh, yeah. You can play that online. Really? Yeah. What What era? It's the Shaq era. It's the Shaq, the Shaq era. So Shaq and Penny. Honestly, Aiden, you would have to tell us because you've played with this. No, you know, it doesn't have Shaq and Penny. It has Shaq and Scott Skiles. Yeah. Yes. I forgot Scott Skiles was on that so, game. So I tried to be Shaq and Penny, but <laughs> I had to be Shaq and Scott. A little different. Yeah. I kind of look like Scott Skiles. But this is our first Williams and Bloom here in the studio. Yeah, this is, this is way too fancy. We're going to try and do a lot of these during the season on Wednesdays. The Sunday night one will probably not be in here often because guys just with kids and then we work all week and then I'm I'm at the working all weekend and like Sunday night I can't just tell the wife and kids, hey, I'm going to go to Ankeny for four hours. So, but this will be a Wednesday staple for us. We have a lot of announcements coming with new content and shows that'll be in the next couple of weeks that will be primarily right here in our uh, studio. And of course, it's uh, Nebraska Furniture Mart that catered all of this to us. So we, we appreciate that here in the Wild Rose Casino Studios. Uh, we are presented as always by Mechdyne here on Williamson Bloom. So Bloom, we didn't do Sunday because you had your We Will versus the Swarm celebrity softball game that's right you raised two hundred thousand dollars more than the, that my god it was over two hundred thousand how many people were there it, it was standing room only around the humboldt softball field i mean i eyeballed it i'd say several thousand that's awesome so they, and they did again that all that money went to make a wish and it was to make a wish humboldt county specifically so what they're doing with that is they use all those funds that were raised on sunday and then they're going to make an endowment. So every year from now and forever of time, a kid from Humboldt County will be able to have a wish granted by this celebrity softball game. That's so cool. And then the neat part is they had 14 kids from Humboldt County who had already received wishes all there as well to throw out a first pitch. So 
I think 14 of the 15 kids from Humboldt that have re- that have received a wish are still with us. Wow, that's so great. which is great, and they were all there uh, yesterday. So it was very awesome. cool. Good job. No, I, I mean I didn't have honestly. It was all uh, Ryan Harkloff from our board is from Humboldt. That's an incredible town. It's great. I it's really the like perfect Iowa there. town. Like yeah. I'm telling you, it's and it's down the middle, and everybody got along great. Although it's funny. We had dinner before the softball game at Harklaw's house, and it was very middle school dance-esque where the Iowa football players were outside. The Iowa Harklaw invited the Iowa players They're all there, and Gary Dolphin was in this wow. house. Yeah. Voice of the Iowa Hawkeyes. Yeah, voice of the Iowa. It was funny. He, he didn't remember me, but... I love Dolph. He's great. Um, but yeah, it was... it. They Everybody got along. It was actually way competitive game, almost too competitive, maybe nervous a couple of times when these guys were legging what out What happened doubles. to our guys, Bloom? We lost 10-3. What happened? You know, got beat by the home run ball. They had two home runs. Mm. We had zero. I'm blaming Hark we, was the Hark uh, was manager. the coach. Hark and Derek Clark. Yeah, Dallas's brother Derek, who played at Iowa State. Dallas Clark was their coach. And uh going to be honest, maybe I think Dallas had a more ready to go than our guys. Mm. That's you know, disappointing. Had a couple fly balls to the warning track. Could have changed the trajectory of the game. I know Hark listens to this podcast. And Hark, when you hear this, know that I am disappointed in you. Well, Jalen Knoll is the one who gave up all the runs. He was the uh, pitcher of record. And uh, how did this? So when this announcement was made, my thought was, "Holy shit! It's really close to the season." <laughs> yeah. Like I hope they don't like turn an ankle or something. Was, Were you I nervous was, watching? I'm completely that thing? nervous. My God, these guys can't turn it off. You know, it's not like they're gonna. This wasn't the celebrity softball game you see on ESPN before the Major League Baseball game. Yeah, these guys were going. Balls of the well, wall. I saw like a couple of videos that had made its way to Twitter, and it's like, yeah, they're running really. They hard. were running. Did they really have cleats hard. on? They did. Okay. Yeah, they they say, were well prepared, but they. I mean, there was one play. Honestly, it, it's it scared me. It wasn't our guy, but Cooper DeGene, who's a really good player, scored on a pop fly to short left field from second base, and he was going so fast, and he tripped on home plate, oh, no. and I was like, oh my gosh, if Cooper DeGene. Tore up an ACL. Could you imagine the first day of the a celebrity softball? Cyhawk, just monumental meltdown that that would have been. But the, they, they were uh, Iowa State's most valuable player was uh, Tyler Moore, tight end Tyler Moore from Johnston. Oh. We're going to talk about tight end something. Uh, yeah, we'll talk three for three. three for we are going to we're going to hit here on some rather generic, but we're going to go a little bit deeper on some Iowa State football topics again. We're going to have a little bit of a basketball practice update type of episode on Wednesday's show. We appreciate you guys being patient with us last night, not having a program, but we are here on your Monday afternoon recording again, presented as always by our friends at MacDyne and the MacDyne Corporation. The um, I want to talk about the quarterback situation. Um, again, we're going, to, we're going to mention the tight ends, but I think that, I mean, really, come on, we're not, we're not dumb. Everybody's, heard the rumors there you know there's there's a quarterback situation brewing in Ames and you wonder what the depth is like behind Hunter Deckers for sure we have not seen much of Rocco Beck we saw him at the in that TCU game but that to me is a kind of a throwaway like that doesn't really agreed the whole team was just cooked in that game I mean it throw that game out yeah throw that game out of course you have JJ Cole and then the new junior college player that gets brought in this spring, who, from what I understand, now I've, I've been warned, hey, there's no reason to overhype here because he was a junior college player with an offer from 
some smaller school it's out like, west, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it, so like, point being, like, set some expectations here. But, I mean, to me, without question, we go into the season right now. That is my biggest question on the Iowa State football roster: what's going on at quarterback? Where if if I had to put it, like, if you were like Chris, put a line. I mean, isn't Rocco Beck the heavy favorite to be the starting quarterback for Iowa State this season? Yes. To start the season. Yes. I'm saying in game one, because I don't know about Decker's long term. Nobody does. But I don't think he's going to be there game one. Yeah. I mean, just again, until names are released, but yes. I, I mean, I think, and then let's, so let's talk about the backup. So yeah. let's just pretend. Yeah. That's we're, what we're, we're gonna removing do Deckers from the conversation. Now, hopefully yeah. that's incorrect. Yes. And he'll be back at some point this year. Uh, but nobody really knows what the suspension situation is going to be. So, Rocco, you know, kind of unheralded when he was recruited, kind of quiet, but from all accounts has had a phenomenal winter, spring, and now into summer. And, you know, I've gotten to know him a little bit. Good dude. I mean, honestly, the comp for Rocco, and I'm not trying to put this on him, but that's this is what it makes sense, is he, he's very similar to Brock Purdy, where he doesn't have... A big-time arm. His arm's good enough. Mm-hmm. Not a big guy. He's big enough. He's six one hundred or 205 pounds. But being around the team a little bit, what they love about this guy is leadership, work ethic, and people kind of gravitate towards him. So that's where the purdy comes in, right? Where you know, when Brock, mm-hmm. What made Brock so good and why he's so good in 49ers right now is people like playing with him. And... Does Rocco Becht have the talent level of Hunter Deckers? No. No. Nobody on Iowa State's roster does. So if Deckers can play, you want him in there for Mm -hmm, sure. mm -hmm. But what Rocco does have is some of those intangibles where, you know, again, Brock Purdy, Kyle Kempt won a lot of football games at Iowa State with not the best arm, quote-unquote, arm talent. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what you're hopeful to get from Rocco. And by all accounts, everybody loves the guy. Uh, if If he is the guy, I think... The guys will play for him. Is he going to be able to make the throws that Deckers can? No. No, he cannot. But he's been a lot sharper. He's grown a lot since he got on campus last year to this year. And physically, he's grown a little bit as well. So I think you can win games with Rocco back. Well, because you had the, the the J.J. Cole situation. Yes, and that's, right? the, that's, the, that's the literally monster in the room because J.J. Cole is a monster. He's a huge man. Well, and he is the highest touted most highly touted quarterback. Was he probably more than Seneca, right? Yeah, and Seneca was a Juco. Yeah. So he's the highest touted high school quarterback Iowa State's had. And one of the most celebrated high school players Iowa State has ever signed is a legacy player who comes from 20 miles south. Right. You could not draw it up. Elite 11 quarterback. You couldn't draw it up any better if you're Matt Campbell to have that situation. The issue, and the, and this is what I think is important to discuss, it's, well, one, like, there's no, just because of all that doesn't mean he's right now better than Rocco Beck. Correct. Like, uh, you know, that's a bad assumption for anybody to make for, you know, Beck, what, Beck, Beck didn't suck coming into Iowa State. He, there were a lot of people that wanted him. And he's had a year to develop. He's had a year to see things, watch tape. And he got some, he got some chops. 
last season as well. And has a pet, like dad played in the NFL for 12 yeah, years. Yeah, his dad's a head coach in the XFL. Correct. So he's, again, this is not, it's not going to be too big for him. He's been around big time stuff before. So I guess my my question is, is Matt's, Matt's handling of this? I mean, you go into it and open competition, but I, it just feels like Matt's, Matt's history would lean you lean you to think that the experienced guy would would start the season, but I also think Matt is is starting to prove the longer he's at Iowa State that he'll throw true freshmen and he always yeah. played true freshmen. Let's be honest, like Shante Jones, right David away. Montgomery. There's a yep. lot of guys like that that we can get on the list. Quarterback's a little more interesting. It is, it is, and, and really the only example is Brock Purdy. Yeah, and it took about half the it year. It took half the year. Now, here's the difference between Purdy and Cole. Cole got here in January. Okay, he graduated high school early, came up to Ames. He was there for all of spring camp. Purdy didn't get into town until August. I mean, you remember those conversations, right? It was August oh, yeah. of 2018. Everyone's like, this guy, he's something special about him. I mean, you heard it. You heard it right away. And, you know, what you hear about, it's past the uh, statute of limitations. I think I can say it now. When they were offering him, it was in like January. Yeah, when they super or December late. or January yep. when they gave him that offer, and Matt comped him to Baker Mayfield, so they yeah. knew Purdy was a guy. And then held the off Alabama. They saw him. Yeah. And then he got here and it was like, okay, yeah, this guy's got it. Now, yeah. To be fair, the competition at the time was Kyle Kemp and Zeb Noland. Correct. And Kyle Kemp was hurt. And Zeb was fine, but he struggled a couple of games. And Kyle Kemp, let's be honest, like we got an NBA jam machine behind us here. Like if if this is Madden, Kyle Kemp and his like physical attributes were in the high fifties. Sure. This was a third string type of talent. But Matt really trusted him. He did. Yeah, the Jacob Park situation that kind of Yeah. You know, the year before that right. kind of just blew it and Matt really trusts this guy, and that's that's a really big thing for Matt in the quarterback position. And, and regardless of what happens with Deckers, you know he threw a lot of interceptions he last did. year. So that's that. Whatever yeah. comes from the position Dead this on. year, that is priority number one to cut that down. I honestly give me Kyle Kemp this year. You can win. You can win with that. Mm-hmm. Um, Really, what what I always say, it's, I mean, Decker's numbers were really, really good, but you just, for an offense that was as inefficient as Iowa State's, and that was penalties, that was turnovers, that was drop balls, it wasn't all Hunter's fault. I mean, there's no, there's no. no question it was not all of his fault. But in this offense, if Iowa State's going to quote-unquote play within the margins, the last thing your quarterback can do is throw interceptions. You just can't. Especially when your special teams have been as bad dead on as theirs have been. And so I don't care who the quarterback is. I and it might be conservative, but you just you gotta take care of the ball. That's first and foremost. And that's why, man, the fact that Beck's been around for a year and a half, I, I think JJ's gonna be really good. There's no question JJ Cole will be a starting power five quarterback. And Iowa State had to fight off some big time suitors to get him late in the process too. And he he was a man of his word. JJ got here in January, impressed everybody. He acts like he's a third-year guy already, but he hasn't played yet. And not that Rocco's played a lot, but just going on Campbell's reputation, you just haven't. Now, Purdy was a rare case, but Brock Purdy's a rare case to begin with. 
I would be surprised if I think JJ will get a look. Physical talent is off the charts. But I think at least to start, if Deckers is indeed can't go, then it's uh you're looking at Rocco Becht and I think JJ Cole's the backup. But Tanner Hughes, again, the big JUCO guy. There yeah. could be some some packages that are put in for that guy because he has a six, different six skill five two forty is is listed. He's, Have you he's, seen him physically? I, big guy that can move. Okay. That's, so JJ six seven two fifty. JJ can move okay, but he's you're not putting him in there to on goal line packages, right? Where I think this Tanner I heard Hughes guy can, rumblings of the Joel line, the, <laughs> the Joel dozer, the Joel dozer. I've for, heard rumblings. I am not setting those expectations for Tanner Hughes, but I have heard. There's been a lot of comps to 2017. Yeah, I mean that's when Rocco's not a big guy, so it'd be. It, it, I had a really funny. I was, I was using an analogy last week to a couple of business partners, and I said, I think we're on the, I go, we're on the two yard line right now. We just need to sneak it in, and oh, well, um, Brian Lazier, our buddy, writes back and says. Will you do me a favor and line up under center? <laughs> no, this, no, this shotgun. I don't think there's been a single in my career, at least, thing that Iowa State fans have bitched about more consistently than the lining up and shotgun quarterback sneak. In the spring game, there weren't many people there. Iowa State ran a sneak under center, Oof. and the crowd was it Tanner Hughes? Wait, no, oh, he wasn't. He there. wasn't here yet. It was somebody else. But no, I mean. It, so the big the big thing here too is what an opportunity for Nate Shieldhouse, but also who knows? I mean, there's so many new dynamics. That's why you can look at last year's offense and draw a lot of conclusions if you want to, but the the slate is almost completely clean, almost completely clean with all of the new faces. Yeah. It's not just potentially the quarterback. Again, potentially we don't know for sure. It's not just the offensive coordinator. It's the wide receivers coach. It's a new running backs coach. It's a new receivers in general. It's a new offensive line coach. There's some new faces in the offensive line room. Like you, you are completely re revamping the whole process. So to look, draw a lot on an offense that was, was not very efficient last year to this year. I mean, can you expect crazy growth? Probably not, but I don't know if you can base everything just on last year too. And, and the fact that it won't get better, I don't think it get much worse. It, no, it can't. I mean, Clint. It can't get much worse. I, I was at the Gridiron Club thing on Thursday, and there is just so much optimism about just the change in dynamics of that offensive line room. Is that hype? Is have we have we heard this before from the offensive line? And it, we have. Yes, we have not had a new offensive line coach that's proven it at this level before. That is and, correct, and that that's, that's where the it's coming from. Yeah. And, and if you, you take their word that they think they've recruited okay, yes, at the spot, then you should be able to, right? And I, Iowa State had chances this off season to go in the portal and get some offensive linemen. I'm sure they thought about it. I'm sure they looked at it. Keep coming back. They think the guys, the bodies are there. Now it's going to take them a little bit. Is, are they going to be the, you know, ground and pound Alabama Crimson Tide from four years ago right away? No. But I just, I just think with the attitude change, and with the schematic change that Iowa State's going to do with Shieldhouse, I, you're going to be better running the ball. That line is going to be better. How much better is it? Enough to win six, seven, eight football games? I, I can't answer that. But to base all of this offense this year on the results last year, 
I think is uh, I think is a dangerous thing to do because it's so brand new everywhere. Give some love to our guy Colin Newell, my old man. Uh, my old man's going to be switching some insurance over oh, to Colin Newell. We, Look see, at this guy. If Newell was around, I'd feel better about the offensive line because I knew what that guy was going to bring. Yeah, this guy's just getting all sorts of. Um, you know, he's just getting people everywhere. Colin Newell. Is. I uh, signed up. I signed up my kids with him on Monday, last Monday. Oh, the little uh, kids little life, life insurance? insurance. Yeah, they got a heck of a deals on those. That's a horrible thing to say about life insurance, but man, it's one of those deals. The though, point. the younger you buy it, right? <laughs> like yeah. God, the I mean, Connor Aiden, you got to get yourself a little life insurance. I'm serious. If you wait till get you're our age, rate. oh, get it locked in. Get, you know, get that forty year thing going. Oh, cost you ten bucks a month. Heck of a deal. But then you get our age, and it's like fifty. Yep, not good. Colin Newell, he is a former Cyclone, now supporter. What we're doing here at Cyclone Fanatic from Farm Bureau Financial Services. There's a guy on the forums that said he's also saving $550. That's great. At the same amount of coverage. That's so it's great. not just me. It's not just me blowing smoke here. Now, I do that. You're not a smoke in this, blower. Not in this case. Uh, shout out to Kelderman Manufacturing. I am on Kelderman.com right now. That is K-E-L-D-E-R-M-A-N. And I like to, you, you seen the new Cyclone Fanatic truck. Well, what will be the Cyclone Fanatic truck? You yes, seen it? You I seen did. it? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. From Carl Chevrolet. Are you going to get it tri- tricked out? Like, my guy at Kelderman put a new grill on it for sure. What was the TV, the MTV show? From- Pimp My Ride. Thank you. Well, that's what Kelderman does. It's one of the many things that they do. They do laser cutting. They do all kinds of stuff. Uh, but I would encourage you to go to Kelderman.com. Because I am looking at all these suspension products for your campers, for your RV, for your trucks, for your anything that needs a suspension. We'll put it that way. They've got this is a badass website that Jeff has here, too. They've got all sorts of stuff going on down there in Oskaloosa. They're huge Cyclone fans and uh, really good people as well. The laser cutting thing. I'm looking at a video of it right now. Holy crap. This thing is unbelievable. Lasers. This is just unreal. Kelderman.com. Well, you'll have to come and uh, have a cold beer with me in Kelderman. I met Kelderman. Oh, you know Kelderman. I've, but I have not had a beer with him. Oh, okay. Seems like a guy that... He'll have a few beers. Could have a name's longer, Although, too. I feel like Kelderman and I are more whiskey guys when we're together. Do that, too. Some Cody Road. I like the Cody Road over here. They're unopened, though. Well, they're decor. Okay. They're decor here in the studio. Uh, thank you, Bloom brought by. If you're watching yeah. on the feed today, it's an Ames Lager golf towel. Appreciate that. Yeah, we're giving so we're uh Ragbri. Ragbri. Look Why for would us. anybody want to do Ragbri? Well It sounds like the worst thing on the planet. I'm gonna go on vacation I, and ride my damn bike up and down highways in hundred and ten degrees. There's, it sounds horrible. But man, I I didn't understand how many people are gonna be on this thing. What do you think they're just going to give you money to pay the players? Yes, I do. Because we're going to give them free samples of Ames Lager at the Ames stop. That's not bad. Right underneath that's the bridge. A, not a bad so, idea. So so the patrons are going to, going to go around. Oh, that's great. 110, we're going to give them beer. Hey, pal. More dehydrated, the less rash decision-making. Maybe you up that donation. Uh, they're going to go around... <laughs> Jack Trice Stadium, they're going to cross the legendary bridge. We're going to be right there. You'll see the We Will tents. We'll have Ames Lager samples. You better get there fast. They're going to go fast. But then we'll have donations, suggested donations to earn that towel. We're going to have some koozies. We're going to have some 
some tattoos. Why would away. anybody in their right mind go on Ragbri? I cannot figure it out for the life of me. I've never understood. Why do you drink on a boat? Because I'm not physically exerting anything. It's not that hard of a bike ride, is it? Like if they're these people aren't in shape and they can figure it out. I think you Ooh, and me could man. figure it you out. You just you just toasted a lot of buns. No, I'm just. Statement. I do you Oof. think could you and me? I, I haven't ridden a bike outside of a Peloton. It's the same thing in uh, in years. Could me and you do the Ames to Des Moines thing? With I think I could with little effort. I don't know about little effort. It's hotter than hell out. Well, yeah, it is hotter than hell. I mean, really? they just stop. You stop at places. You drink beer. And then you keep going? Is that yeah, the nature like, of it? I don't understand how you just get hammered when it's 110 and just ride your get bike, on a bike. around. Yeah, it I'd sounds rather, awful. I'd rather golf or sit at the pool. Ugh. Awful. But yeah, look if for If you us. are going, have fun, though. Yeah, and come say hello. We'll have, some football, players. We'll have some football players at the Ames location. Hope you guys have fun. And hey, bring uh, bring $20. You can get a towel. Support the, support the cost. $20 for a towel now? And a koozie. You get a, a, a koozie and a towel for $20. A ripoff. Buddy, we're not trying to. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Buy the damn towel <laughs> from su- Bloom. Support support the cause. All right, so we played the softball. We did the rag bri. We talked quarterbacks. Um, Matt loves the tight ends. Loves the tight ends. I mean, I was going through my tape from you know all my recordings from Dallas. So many tight ends. I talked about the tight ends. More than any position. Talked about the tight ends again last week. It's this function I was at. Loves the tight ends. Yeah, like, I will give Matt credit for one thing. They have thing. recruited really well at that position. Well, yeah, and, and Matt Mazer. also, there's going to be a lot of people roll their eyes because he's talked about the offensive lines a lot, and I'm and I'm there get with it. you. I get it. Usually when he, like, zeroes in on one or two guys, like, he doesn't miss on those very often. He loves this group, especially if we are – just getting the vibe of more of a 2017 type of approach. The uh, tight end group. So his big thing in Dallas was that the Easton Dean injury was one of the worst things that happened to that team last year. Yes. From a blocking perspective, from a pass reception perspective at the tight end position. You want another, another nugget about last year? Yeah, I'd love it. Speaking of the offensive line. One of Iowa State's tackles was basically playing with one arm for most of the year. Mm-hmm. Didn't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. Had like major issues. Couldn't couldn't use the one arm. Which I'm guessing, as an offensive lineman, having both arms is a good thing. So if you notice the tape, uh, one of the tackles got beat constantly to one side because his arm didn't work. Basically, we got that fixed. And Tyler Miller should be much better this year. I, I wonder too. Yeah, because Tyler Miller was one of those guys. He started the cheese at Bowl mm-hmm. against Clemson and played really well in that yes. game. If you go back and watch that tape, like he was not their problem. And again, credit to Tyler for gutting through it, but he didn't want to. He's one of those old school, like just big old farm kids. He didn't want to complain about it because he knew the line needed him. Well, he hurt himself early in the season and was basically playing with one arm. So good luck trying to block with one arm against those monsters in the Big 12. He's now healthy, got it fixed up, cleaned up. So, again, I know I'm glass half full guy, but there, there's another reason why between Miller being back healthy, and then I think those tight ends. So let's let's run down the tight ends. Like yeah. There are literally Give them to me. five of them 
that are going to play and play at a really good level. So you have, well, let's start. Deshaun Hanika was very productive. Mm-hmm. See on Deshaun. Uh, and then the re- other returner was Easton Dean, who again was hurt. Again, the best year. Name for a country singer Iowa he, State's ever had. And he's a he he's a he played Dean. he played in that softball thing. Man, big big man, incredible athlete. I would. Who I, was the one young man with us in um, Elver down Cody Road? Oh, that was Gabe Burkle. Good looking yeah, kid there. He's gonna play oh, too. Man, so Burkle's from Cedar Rapids, six five two sixty. I don't want to get in that kid's way. Steve O'Klotz is a walk on, but he's you know he's. Potentially going to earn a uh, a scholarship here at some point. Potentially six four two sixty. Jack Bjorn played a lot in the spring game six seven two seventy. Uh, Andrew Kellers from Wisconsin is going to play six six two forty. And then the guy that they're super hyped about already. He's been on campus for like two months. Nebraska kid is Ben Bramer. Yep six seven two forty. The updated weight for him. And I don't know how Iowa State got him because they had to hold off him from. Some big programs, including right down the road from him in Lincoln. But he has come in, and it's like, all right, this guy is difference maker. And we'll see. I mean, he's a true freshman. But One of my favorite things to do is always look at the weights from the end of last year and then compare them to now. Yeah, and they, they've clearly... Connor, that'd be a good assignment. There you go. They've clearly had some progress at some spots, specifically the offensive line, and then our our it's always fast. Our guy uh, Dom Orange is down to three thirty. Down to three thirty. He came in at three ninety five last year. Dom, you're skin and bones. He was three ninety five when he got on campus last year. Lost a, a lot of weight. It's a lot of human being right there. That's, uh, as as, a, as he psych- keeps being the guy. If so people always like this time of year, give me the one guy I haven't seen much of. Who you? Uh, Dom Orange is a he's a pro. Right. Oh, 100%. Yeah, he's a pro. And then the tight end you were just talking about. Yeah, those Bramer, are the I, that, those are the guys that, that come yeah. up now. Well, and Higgins even, too. He'll get it. He'll get you. He'll get some. So it, there's there's enough to be excited about. And again, I know last year happened, but there are so many new people all over the place. And it was, it was a confluence of really negative uh, things during the season last year. The attitude seems better. Everybody seems like they're ready to prove people wrong. And let's see it. I blame COVID. <clears throat> Everybody just blames COVID now. Uh, you know, well, after COVID, you know. Uh, you know who doesn't blame COVID is my friend Jeremy Danielson. Just keeps plugging away. He's just, uh, just innovates. He's just helping people buy and sell their homes all over the great state of Iowa. Now, he's not a realtor. This is key. He is a real estate attorney. Well, what does that mean? He handles your closing documents. Well, why should you go with him? Because he's a great cyclone. He's a cyclone fanatic. It's the same thing as going with a guy like Colin Newell. You're supporting the people who support us. And I've known Jeremy and his wife, Sarah, a really long time. They do a great job, and they can do your notary work from anywhere. That is key. People are bebopping and scatting all over the world now, post-COVID. You can work so from anywhere you, anywhere you want. You got Zoom. You got Microsoft you Teams. You could play NBA Jam. You could be playing NBA Jam against somebody in Japan right now. Right. You could be in Japan, and Danielson Law will take care of that closing document for you. Uh, Clanton in the offensive line. We kind of already hit on that. Yeah, and that's I, Miller. I'm I'm excited for him. I mean, he's six nine three thirty five, and 
I stood next to him the other day. I will I will make this one. And note. I am a short person, but it made me feel very small. This is this does not have anything to do with wins and losses, okay? But I've been around the program a long time. The guys just look different now. And I'm not saying like this year, like this has definitely been a trend, but I've talked with guys like Hark and Bruns who have been around. Yeah. And like the difference in humans, just like I'm just talking as like specimens is really quite incredible when you were here around here oh my god during the McCartney years. Well and even compared to those like nothing against Colin Newell. Yeah. But look at yeah. these guys compared to even Colin Newell or a, or a Derek Schweiger who are phenomenally productive players. But these guys are the, I just think okay, let me let me read down the uh the potential starters in the offensive line. Okay. Yeah. Let's you're, do that. Are you ready for this? And I'm, I don't I'm know exactly who's gonna be where. Yeah, I'm ready for this. Uh, so we have Daryl Simmons now a senior, by the way, crazy. Yeah. Daryl Simmons, um, feels like he maxed at one point as yeah. a sophomore. I interesting year for Daryl. It's kind of been or actually yeah. as a red shirt freshman. Yeah. It would have been it was 2020 year. He was good. And then just, feels like he's got a, you know, for his next level type stuff, this yeah, has got to be a rig, really big year for him. hundred percent contract uh, year. It is. It really is. Like yeah. this is. That's a great way to put it. Yep. This is it for Daryl. Like he has to be good this year. Six three three twenty. Yep. Uh, Jared Hufford is now six five three twenty five. That's Inter- a lot of mass. So here's an interesting info on on him. The staff thinks that he should be a guard. He should have been a guard all along. They have him playing at tackle for the last three years because they don't have anybody else. Well, it sounds like he can now play guard this mm. year, which will really help. So there's a little uh there so and again there's a nugget there's a nugget, um and then you've got let me see who else Tyler I wanna, Miller I want to ask about this James Neal where where are we yeah I mean so some some of those guys he's he might be in the mix there uh so Miller six nine three thirty five Remsburg six six three twenty five obviously uh don't know all the details with some of the gambling stuff yep. who knows who's involved here but I've heard good things about. Brady Peterson, 6'5", 310. I mean, all these... There, you, Grant Triber's been around. Now he's a redshirt senior, 6'6", 325. I'll give you the guys to me that I kind of just circle, and it's it's Hufford and Triber, right? Not that, like, they're going to be the difference in, like, this line being elite or not, but I feel like for it to take a big step, like, you need these guys who are seniors Head on to be really consistent. Even if they're not the best at their position... They need consistency and health. Yeah. From those five and year Simmons. players. Yeah. Yeah. Simmons, these guys are now, this is their time. Hufford's a redshirt senior. Simmons is a redshirt senior. God, Tyler, Tyler Miller is a redshirt junior. junior. Yeah. Like this is. Triber's a redshirt senior. Remsburg's a redshirt senior. Like if there was going to be a line at Iowa State that was going to put it together, it should be this one. It really should be. Now, will it? I don't know. But. I, I just and then you've got the young guys coming. A guy like uh, Dodge Souser, six five three zero five. Jim Boniface is six five three ten. That's an offensive lineman right there. Uh, Boniface. Jim, uh, Hayden Paul's six five three twenty. Like they've uh, in the my our guy Tyler Morrow who was at the event. Yeah, nice kid. Six seven three hundred. Has a nice stern handshake. <laughs> They're so, all like way over three hundred. Yeah, Back in the, the day, like yeah, I was right. never at a two eighty five, two ninety. Yeah, they you weren't there. And then and these guys, they look the part. They really do. Now is that Clanton? I don't know. Is the new strength coach? I don't know. But between experience, age, 
number of snaps. This line, C-Dub, should be, should be better. Like, you can't be any, I, I don't mean this disrespectfully, but you can't be any worse than they were last year. Mm-hmm. And with this amount of size, experience, age, you're pushing on 19 and 20 year olds. It's a 23 and a 24 year old that these guys are. Like mm-hmm. this is this is the year to put it together. Shout out to our friends at Wiffles Hybrids. They give us our final segment every week I got my, here. Got my hat on. Oh, look at that! Bloom is wearing his Wiffles Hybrids hat. They came out to Cody Road. Did yep. I call it. It's Mississippi River Distillery, but it's on it's Cody Road. Road. It is on Cody. The whiskey's Cody Road. Um, I wanted to talk about the secondary. And maybe the most boring aspect of all this, but one that every Iowa State fan is yelling at their AirPods that we haven't touched on yet is the special teams. And make it really simple. It's all the stuff that we've discussed today. I think we can both agree, Brent, that let's say, um, let's say best case scenario is a ten. Worst case scenario is a is a zero. What's the what's the most likely? Probably somewhere between like a four and a six, okay, is what you're going to get. What you can't have is shooting yourself in the foot, and they did that so much last year, Yes, specifically in the red zone. Yes. Um, the kick return stuff, like, we, it was just one thing after another. Kick return was actually better last year, but it all... I meant defensive kick return. Yeah. No, that that too was a little bit better, but yes, boy, boy, it just, it, you, you it may, all, statistically it may be, but man, it still seems like they gave up a lot so of free I, yardage. Fair enough, uh, that's a, that's a fact. And like to me, I really don't know what to expect. Of course, they have the new coach in, who is focusing on this, which is great. That's what everybody wanted for Matt in the off season. I think they're fine at punter. Feels like you're, yeah. feels like you're Perkins, fine there. Yeah. Um, I really don't. And I'm going to assume, now this is this is just me assuming, you know, it's hard to get information. Hey, how's that uh, kick return unit look? You don't get a lot of that no. in the offseason. It's the kicker in spot, and they've got to gotta be better. They have to be better at place kicker, and it's such a boring topic, and I hate the fact that we have to sit here and do this, but there has to be some reliability when you're not, when you play the way that Matt's going to play. Right. With that defense, you're going to play to your defense a lot. You got to be able to make a damn kick and really anxious to see. Cause I don't know. I have no idea. Like, could they yeah. completely turn it around? A lot of learning after last year. Absolutely. I think that that's the case. I mean, they didn't go out and get a new kicker. I mean, they got the walk on. They got guys. the walk on. Yeah. Kid from Nebraska. But they, yeah. But he's barely kicked. I mean, they, right. I, I, Does Gil- Jace Gilbert yes. come back and yes. learn from it, or is he ruined because of some bad? I don't know. I hope it would be an incredible story if he would come out and just kick the hell out of the ball and be a totally different guy. But you worry about it. Game one, you put him out there and he shanks one, and then mm-hmm. everybody gets on the Twitter and starts losing their damn minds. I don't know. I don't know what to expect here. Yeah. So, Jace, just to remind everybody, was 12 of 20 in field goals last year. 20, the problem was the ones he missed. Yep, 21 of 22 in extra points. He was perfect inside of 30 yards, which I guess you hope. He just were. missed so many high-profile kicks. He missed, okay, and they he, had so many one-possession games. He was 7 of... Let me do my math here. Do 7 of 15 outside of 30 yards. Just not... 
It's not good enough. Yeah. And now, would you like those field goals to be closer? Yeah, he was good. The field, yeah, kickers are determined on if you're making a 35 plus yarder. And he did. Yeah, at this level, everybody's supposed to make the 30 yarder. Yep. And he, you know, I'm just looking here. Towards the end of the year, it was kind of forgotten about, but did not make, yeah, struggled really most of the year. So it was good early. Remember, he started five for five. And then the Kansas game happened, and Ugh. it was not not great from there. Which game gives you more haunting memories from last year, Oklahoma State or Kansas? Oh, K-State does too. Texas. Yeah. Oh, my God. Last year was a pain. Like It really was painful. People forget Gilbert missed a field goal against Texas too. Could have been an overtime. Because you just think about Xavier just, missed, yeah, dropping yeah. that pass. Right. Yeah, there's a field goal in there too. Oh, yeah. I uh, to me the Oklahoma State game was the worst because that team wasn't I, any good. They weren't, and they man, sucked. Iowa State should have beat that team I'm by just, 14 points. I, uh, am I the only? I kind of blocked. I've kind of blocked a lot of it out. Yeah, like, I'm the sadistic just, guy like, that rewatches them all in the summer. We wa- we were watching that Iowa game at the at the Cody Road event, and I like I had to remind myself of like half of it. I. That was such a schizophrenic game. Three, was it three block? What was it? Three turn? I don't uh, remember. What, three in the red zone. Jirel dropped that ball. Yeah. And, uh, so how did how did Iowa State win that game? For one, just think if you didn't win that game, how bad last year would have felt. That's the thing. You go back and you think about it. It's just like every one of those games. You're like, oh well, if you do this, well, if you do that. Now, are you going to turn it around? I don't know. But again, what is the easiest fix to me? Okay, and like for me Good to be point. like. You're going to go from Hunter Deckers to an all Big 12 quarterback, or you're going to go from a bad offensive line to a good to great one. That's all really hard. Good point. You can be better at special teams, make some kicks, and you're right there. That's a great point. Yep. You're in a bowl game if you do that last year, despite Cor- everything. Correctable things. Yes. This is why it's, it's special teams, it's not getting false starts in the red zone, it's creating a turnover or two that you wouldn't have that you haven't gotten in the yeah. last couple of years there. It's not, I don't, I really don't think it's, I don't think it's a talent issue. I don't think last year it's a talent issue. And what we've talked about before, Iowa state was with the third or fourth youngest power five team in football. That matters. That matters. You're older now. And that's true. I'm looking at that line. I'm going, all right, gentlemen, if not now, then win with your offensive line group. And I know Clanton's new. So you get, got, have to give him some grace here, but I, yeah, I just, I mean, I, I would be pumped up if I'm a Hufford or I'm a Simmons or I'm a Tri, where it's like, this is it. This is your contract year. If you won't play at the next level, you better show it against you and I in game one. We will be back on Wednesday for the uh, second Wednesday show. We're going to have a completely revamped podcast network coming up in the month of August, probably around that second week. We have new shows. I'll, I want to tease the one right here that I think will be really good. Oh, let's, let's tease. Uh, Colin Newell is going to join Woody during football season for uh, football and random things. Connor is going to sit in and be their moderator. And the thing about all the insight and experience you get with those two guys. Nothing against hacks like you or me, but would you rather listen to us or guys that have actually played? <laughs> yeah. And Colin, this season, offensive lineman, as we've learned, being a Brown Bruns. Can't wait. It's yep. a different type of analysis that you get. And I, he's, it's interesting. I've had some chats with Colin. The, the stuff that he's thinking about as a lineman is oh. totally different than what you are as a fan. And nobody understands what they're doing. No. 
But that and and between him and Woody, man, that's gonna be fantastic. I can't wait. Yeah, that's all coming up. We appreciate you guys watching uh, on CFTV. It's on the Cyclone Fanatic YouTube page. Just uh, go and subscribe to that if you haven't already. We will probably be doing the Wednesday show live quite often. Now we probably can't. I wish we could have a set time and do it, but unfortunately, we both have other things and it's not a hundred percent locked in. We want to do that show live as much as we can. The Sunday show will probably stay the same, but I promise you we're going to be doing a lot of live stuff here in the uh, awesome new studio that we have in Ankeny. So he's Brent Bloom. I'm Chris Williams. We'll be back next Sunday, but most importantly, we will be back on Wednesday for your Wednesday show here, courtesy of our friends at Mechdyne.